0: Tuned into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with Al and Fred. Welcome back to um, Psychic Parent. We're here with the great ape himself, uh, Alistair Goodwin, and me, Frederick Ekhoff. And yeah, we've heard some exciting uh, monkey news. No, uh, ape news. Ape news. Uh, fake, not fake news, ape but news. Ape, <laughs> ape, ape news. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Fake ape news.
1: So, uh, What kind of ape do you most identify with?
0: It's gonna be, uh, uh, yeah, identify with. Maybe it's the gorilla, a little bit more lazy. Ah, oh, they're also high strung though. I don't know if I identify with them at all. The orangutan or the sexy monkeys. I don't know anything about orangutan behavior at all. Like, all I see is them, like, photos of them. Just like, hey, look at my cuddly little baby. Yeah. Sitting and chilling or hanging in something by their arms. There's never any research about orangutan behavior.
1: I actually know something about orangutan behavior. Uh It's funny. Like, I actually um, deleted this from the podcast because I thought it was too off topic. Oh.
0: (laughs) Well, here it is. Here it is.
1: (laughs) So... Um the male apes develop these big, like, flappy yeah, faces yeah, yeah. and those can take up to twenty years to develop. Wow. Like it's not just like a casual like you go into um adolescence and grow these things. It's like it happens when it happens. Yeah. Because it's not good for some of them to show that they're also a dominant male mm. because that's dangerous for orangutans and each other. So, a lot of the time, they'll either, like, get in a fight or sort of pretend they didn't see each other. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> just ignore each other
0: and just... <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, a right. nut! Look, a nut! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh. And they found this thing out
1: by testing their poop and seeing how much testosterone was in it. Huh. So, they got some apes without the big things. Yeah. Um and some apes that didn't and figured it out. Yeah. And they out. also get this like chest cavity flappy sack thing. Yeah. That they can produce this super loud hooting. Yeah. <laughs> that can travel for ages. <laughs> you can hear it from a while away. <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyway, that was supposed to be cut from the podcast, <laughs> but it's still quite interesting.
0: Tiny glimpse into the orangutan behaviour. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Also just an indicator that I do more research than everything I put in the podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe. Maybe you planned it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Psychically.
0: Looks <laughs> like psychically seeing Fred <laughs> talk about orangutan <laughs> behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to answer the question I probably end up gorillaing. But I don't understand. I'm. I don't identify it with. They have so much strength, though. I'm such a skinny guy. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't matter. Yeah, you can still be a gorilla. I can still be a gorilla. It's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I can
0: be whatever I want. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> now we are on to. Psychic ape section. Ooh. This was my little trip down the rabbit hole. Ah. So this is what I came up with. <laughs> yeah. Something you've probably already heard of, the uh, stoned ape theory. You heard of this? No. So, ethnobotanist and psychedelic advocate Terence McKenna um, released this book called Food of God's.
0: Terence McKenna, i heard that name. Yeah. yeah, I've heard the name.
1: I don't know so much Me, about it. Medium
0: is the message? Is the name, No, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I can't, honestly, I can't tell you. <laughs> so he, th- he said that it was um, Homo erectus, which was what we were before we were Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. found a bunch of psilocybin magic mushrooms in cow shit and unlocked consciousness. That's how we became not Ape. Yeah, that's what turned us on and allowed us to start talking and creating uh, language, etc. It burst
0: our brains open. And then we fought the other competing species of humans and then we ruled the world with iPhones
1: and gadgets. And I heard an even wackier thing saying that someone goes a bit further and says, They were spars from a comet that crashed into the Earth. Man... (laughs) (laughs) The apes. Is he talking about apes? So this spore would have come off this comet, created mushrooms, mushrooms eaten by apes.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. Now I get it. Um, Like in Tintin. Yeah. There's an episode where there's a comet crashing uh, in the middle of the sea, and then the whole comic is about the journey to this, and then there's like these mushrooms growing on it that just pops out. I don't think they eat it I don't remember how it ends I wonder
1: if uh, Tintin is an allegory for the stone dope theory mm-hmm might be maybe <laughs> 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 that would be amazing if it was so this yeah it was like our kickstart into cognition mm. um, and this was when sort of like cave paintings and basic technology and stuff started
0: mm-hmm um, and then they invented the razor blade. Then they shaved, and then they became human, right?
1: And then they shaved, and then they became human. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
0: yeah. they invented the razor, shaved off all their hair, and, and then the then human
1: then race started. The human race started. Yeah, yeah. Because I know you're, crea- you're a creationist, Fred. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> so what I was taught in school, and then it's it.
0: Yeah. As Norwegians, we believe in certain things.
1: We love large boats, and there's <laughs> yeah. an ark in the Bible, so there you go. <laughs> so this uh, didn't get so much backup.
0: No, it's a theory, but it's just speculation, isn't it? Yeah. But
1: this then this guy um, at a psychedelic conference, um, <laughs> uh, Dr. Paul Stamets... <laughs> A noted psychosyllabine mycologist advocated for stone ape theory. This is male order doctor's um. degrees reeking. Yeah, and his quote is: "I present this to you because I want to bring back the concept of the stone ape hypothesis." What is really important for you to understand is that there was a sudden doubling of the human brain two hundred thousand years ago. From an evolutionary point of view, that's an extraordinary expansion. There is no explanation for this sudden increase in the human brain. Oh, man
0: Other than a <laughs> comet with a mushroom. Yeah, yeah. mushroom comets <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who told you this? A mushroom told me this man <laughs> Silence. I heard it from the sauce. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um, and then here is much like our friend uh Sherry or Shelley. Shelley. Uh Branson Steiger, there's another lady who created a bit of a bond with a gorilla. uh-huh, That didn't end well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Telepathic <Total laughs> or
1: well, let's is see. let find out. So, Biquito, he's an eleven-year-old silverback gorilla, and <laughs>
0: silverback—that's yeah. the alpha.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> a big, a big dude. Um, and he leapt a four-meter moat, like surrounding his pen, like a big water <laughs> jump. Nailed that, and started running amok um, and heading for the restaurant. So he's one hundred and eighty kg, and he trails off and he grabs a hold of this woman random woman on the street you'd think that oh but turns out that this <laughs> is a woman who had been to visit him <laughs> almost every day <laughs> since he got there for a year and a half why
0: did she stop like angry for that did some
1: yeah whether or not it was some love angry mm. kind of a lover's tiff or something but yeah. that's crazy
0: that people were like this was what the media was saying and the zoo so was just like Took her and brought her to his secret cave, or what did no, he do? he
1: just jumped the moat, tracked her down, and beat the crap out of her. Oh,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> Straight-up <laughs> violence.
1: The zoo director said he didn't fall in love with her because gorillas don't fall in love. This is a ridiculous and inappropriate translation of human behaviour to apes. So he's on the point. But I would not rule out that he wanted to integrate her into his group. His no. movement was 100% directed at this lady. Um, so it's potential that she, like, was smiling at him, and because to a monkey, that's you baring your teeth and being aggressive. Oh. Then... <laughs> For one and a half year. Yeah, just <laughs> coming and baring your teeth at this fucking huge gorilla. <laughs> so, like, she was coming, like, about four times a week to see him. And she had a broken arm, a broken wrist, and around 100 bites Aye. The zookeeper, the zoo runner was like, sorry, the, what's his name? The zookeeper? Yeah. Yeah, the zookeeper. Um, Said she contacted him, he responded to her, and she left him every time. So that's like frustrating to him that every time she comes up and goes, hey, and then fucks off. Yeah. Her daughter said that, yeah, she'd created a special bond. Special bond. Yeah, and that's where the uh psychic mystery of it comes in.
0: So maybe they had a telepathic quarrel. Yeah. But she survived to tell the tale, this woman? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was her explanation?
1: She said uh, that Biquito remains her darling. Despite that the beating no quote. Despite the beating,
0: still still fine with Biquito. That's classic for domestic violence, you know, always protect the perpetrator. Yeah. especially in a psychic bond with
1: a gorilla in a cage it's scary
0: hmm.
1: but poor lady like it's not funny that she got mauled but it's no a strange situation <laughs> yeah this might be the end of the podcast Fred I found an undoubtedly psychic animal ooh 100% proof Ow. stop the presses <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> alright let's um, hear it so chimpanzees and orangutans I've shown this video of a person wearing an ape costume hiding from a human, running out and hiding from a human between two bales of hay. Mm. And then it disappears or whatever. And then because they facial tracking and uh, humans and apes, when we're anticipating something, look towards what we're anticipating to happen. Mm-hmm. They always checked um, which one the human would look behind first. Mm. When faced with the two bells of hay, the chimps always thought, hey, he's going to look behind this one. Mm. And that happened 75, oh no, two thirds of the time mm. uh, for one experiment. And they
0: knew what hay ball the humans were going to look behind first. Yeah. It's a funny experiment. Yeah, it's crazy. Eh? What is this from? um this is from a video I watched. Yeah, like, it's roughly what year?
1: Recently. Okay. Re- so this is recent. Um, and so this um, suggests that some apes possess theory of mind, Hmm. which is something I also learned about. Um, oh, yeah, so they... So the core concepts of the theories of mind are belief, desires, and intentions which are used to understand why someone acts in a certain way or to predict how someone will act. Hmm. Overall theory of mind involves understanding another person's knowledge, belief, emotions, intentions, and using them to understand and navigate social situations.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's... I, I I would expect apes to do that among apes, but that they do it with humans. That's... Yeah. Kill. It's crazy, eh? So you think the ape was psychic, huh?
1: I do think the ape was psychic. But it's like, if you... Yeah, but it's an interesting thing, this whole theory of mind. Because um, it's like, if I have a box, mm. and it has the word cake on it, and I show it to you, and go, what's in the box, Fred? Mm. You say... Rock. <laughs> cake. <laughs> and then I open it, and it's... And orange, um, and then you, then Fred number two comes in, Mm. and you say, "Well, we're going to show Fred number two the box. What do you think he's going to think's in there?
0: A duplicate of me? Well, anyone could be Johnny. He's also going to see rock and then cake, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not orange." (laughs) But he's not gonna say orange though. Like, no. yeah. That came out of the blue. Yeah. But a monkey
1: would know. A monkey potentially would be able to say, yep, he's gonna say he's gonna say rock and then cake. Just like just like I did. Wow.
0: This is true, Al
1: final step into the psychic world of um apes.
0: If you can hear the rustle of these pages, it's... We're moving into the Strange Power of Pets to, con- to, to, to see if they can... Yes, page 170.
1: So, Sherry and Brad, thank you for more content. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one from the book Strange Power of Pets. Um, It's called, It's So Nice to Have a Primate Around the House. 63-year-old Jan Randall of Sunnyside, Washington, is one of those loving women who is happiest when she is mothering somebody. Jan reared two children of her own, then became a second mother to 11 kids when her sister became bedridden with a heart condition. Her sister had 11 kids. Mothering 13 children would be more than enough for most women, but not for Jan Randall. Who has also taken on more than 200 foster children? Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking that's a lot. Mrs. Randall's only worry about mothering lay in the inevitable fact that all her children would eventually grow up and leave her. Then, about 12 years ago, she found the perfect solution to satisfy her emotional needs when she became the surrogate mother to Chichi, a Manchurian macaque, macaque monkey. This it really technique? sounds like Nim. It's technically about a monkey, but it says primate, so... Damn it.
0: In January of
1: 1992, Jan told reporters that now fully grown uh, 37-pound monkey is like Peter Pan because at the mental age of five-year-old human child, Chi-Chi, will never leave her to strike out into the world on her own. She first acquired Chi-Chi as a newborn infant when a pregnant Manchurian McKay monkey was about to be sacrificed to the cause of a medical research. Jan begged for the yet unborn baby and was present to take the tiny thing into her hands at the moment of its birth. She fed the monkey from a doll's bottle filled with milk and water and treated it as if she it were a human baby. Although Chi-Chi is given no particular household duties to perform, the Randall states the three-year-old... <laughs> the, oh, no, the Randall state that three years ago their baby, their baby, in advert commas... alerted the family to a smouldering fire in the attic just before the house burned into flames. So he went, hey, I've set the house on fire. Come and have a look. (laughs) Jean Randall, Jan's husband, went back into the inferno to carry Chi-Chi to safety, declaring to firemen that he had to rescue the monkey since she had never saved their lives by sounding the alarm. Or she had saved their lives. Limes. She had saved their lives by sounding an alarm.
0: Save my lives, please. That's all I got.
1: But what what is Chi Chi doing in the attic? Psychic it's setting the fire. <laughs> I don't know if I should read any more of these because it's um it's all monkey news. Yeah, it's monkeys. Oh, it's a bab- baboon. I think baboons may so in the So there's no middle. more
0: after this? I'm it's gonna like, are we just leaving Chi-Chi now? Is it he- That's he- it for Chi-Chi. That's it out the window. We don't know. Chi-Chi, I'm sure, is going to be a washed out bum somewhere, like, hating life, addicted to some sort of drug, and just like, <laughs> fucking hell, man.
1: Forever three years old. <laughs> but what is that? That's like a, a story in, like, except when it gets really dark about sacrifice, but when he starts talking about sacrificing to a medical research centre. But, yeah, poor Chi-Chi. But there is one about a baboon, and I think that one, uh, that one, that's uh, the, uh, that, that's big enough to count as an ape. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, but it's not. But we're going to add it because, well, why not? All right. In the book Amazing Animals... Vida, Vida Adamoli writes that the strangest railroad switchman ever employed by a railway was an African baboon named Jack, who manned the switches near <laughs> Videnhage, South Africa, for nearly a decade in the mid-1800s. <laughs> the animal's position of responsibility came when his owner James Wide, a signalman at the Wiedenhage Tower on the johannesburg Victoria Railway, lost both legs in a railway accident. Stubbornly resisting the prospect of a life dependent upon charity, Wade insisted that Jack could assume his role of operating the switches. Wade Wade, Wade was confident of his pet's competence, confident of his pet's confidence, because Jack was already assisting him with such domestic duties as pumping water from the well, weeding and watering the vegetable garden, and keeping the cottage clean. In their book, The Strangest World of Animals and Pets, Vincent and Margaret Gadges pronounced Jack as a true anthropoid genius. What really bought Jack fame was his ability to operate properly the sets of levers in the tower. He came to know everyone um, of the various block systems, and as the trains sped by, he pushed or pulled the levers that set the signals. In addition, when it was required, he operated the tower controls, that opened or closed the switches on the siding. For nine years, Wide permitted his simian assistant to operate the levers, and during that time, Jack never made an error that caused a mishap. <laughs> wow.
0: I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Amadoli states that the railway, pleased with the clever baboon's work, officially placed Jack on the f- payroll. His hard-earned wages amounted to 27 cents a day, and half a bottle of beer on Saturdays.
0: Oh, it's a beer drink here. When the remarkable... <laughs> working, man's, <laughs> working, working man's baboon.
1: Yeah, one beer. When the remarkable Jack died in 1880, he was buried next to the switchbox <laughs> that he had operated so professionally for nearly a decade.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> now that that's good? what I want to hear. Baboon, <laughs> like... He's got a job. He likes his beers. so it's real... Yeah. I was Working. sure there was a, an
1: ape story in here. Raccoon? raccoon. <laughs> oh, should we just have a quick raccoon story? <laughs> Bonus raccoon
0: story. <laughs> We're never going to do a raccoons episode, are we? <laughs> All right, here we go. To end this episode, we have a <laughs> bonus <laughs> raccoon story, a uh, request from uh, our listeners, uh, more <laughs> raccoon stuff. So uh, On the ape <laughs> episode, make sure you add a final little <laughs> epilogue
1: about... Send us to the top. Some people think raccoons are apes. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that didn't eat the mushroom. No, that was the humans. Uh, yeah. Yep. Carry we on. Let's hear about the raccoon.
1: Baby the raccoon, courageous soldier in the war on drugs. <laughs> Far stranger than the dynamic duo of Robin and Batman in the war against drugs and crime is the bizarre partnership of 41-year-old Erica N. Wolf, a.k.a. James Lewis Wilson. What? And her sidekick, Baby the raccoon. <laughs> How could you be... Erica Ehrenwolf, a.k.a. James Lewis Wilson.
0: <laughs> anyway. Under, undercover. Oh, of course. Undercover uh, prostitutes. but it's a 41-year-old man. Yeah, you think so? Well, I think it's, it must be a lady. Is it a lady or a man? That's the king. A lady who puts a fake beard on, it's like, in the streets. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if... Like, you don't know if this is a man or a woman we're talking about. No, that's very mm. modern, isn't it? Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, we we excess sidekick. Yep.
0: Baby the raccoon. So what, some so is this a male or a female raccoon? Uh, who can say? Uh, yeah. All who, right. So we've we ride we've with it. a very <laughs> androgynous couple yeah. here. Yep, yep.
1: So some years ago Wilson declared again a vendetta against the hardened drug dealers in the Houston neighborhoods in which he resides. Dressing as a woman and assuming the personality of Erica Ehrenwolf. There we go. <laughs> the determined crime fighter used to carry a Colt a 45 Colt handgun in his purse. When his sidearm was stolen, Wilson began carrying baby, his pet raccoon with him. When I'm threatened by Oh my by...
0: god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is this a detective? A 41-year-old. It doesn't I thought this was a police pit, no, they're not the police. It's just it's just a cra- it's, it's a some film- crazy it's a dude
0: 41 year old he cross dresses and he was bringing his magnum out and, and he lost his purse and now he's bringing a yeah. raccoon instead yeah so now he's
1: bringing a raccoon <laughs> out <with him>. so, <laughs> when I'm threatened by th- thugs I simply shove baby in their faces that always scares them off it C- would
0: can't negotiate with a raccoon no
1: <laughs> they're notoriously <laughs> stubborn yeah <laughs> Although it is unlikely that in even the wildest raccoon dreams Baby ever envisioned himself as a bodyguard for a cross-dressing crime fighter, (laughs) he appears to have the necessary muscle to send fears into the hearts of hardened drug pushers. Well, better than having that gun. So, many a tough guy has been rocked back on his heels when Baby was brandished in his face. Not long ago, when Wilson spoke to journalist James... Hold on. Oh, yeah. Um, journalist Paul Bannister. He claimed that he had already collared 20 drug peddlers for the Houston police. I tell them, you may as well move on. The raccoon lady is here, and the cops won't be far behind. Or, (laughs) can I try that again? I tell them, you may as well move on. The raccoon lady is here, (laughs) and the cops will
0: not be far behind. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Is that what a crazy raccoon lady sounds like?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Cross-dressing as a man? Yeah. yeah. Wilson said,
1: Baby, I won't stop until we've driven all these women out of... All these women. All these people out of our (laughs) neighbourhood!
0: Oh, this guy.
1: Baby and Erica stake out the abandoned houses where crack dealers hang out. Then they boldly walk in and tell the hoodlums that it's time for them to hit the road. The police come when he calls, Wilson said, because he does not call as a victim reporting a crime. I tell them, come and take away the drug dealers I found! The drug pushers have retaliated by killing Wilson's two pet cats. They tried to scare me by leaving the skin of on one of my door! <laughs> he remembered angrily. <laughs> <laughs> Left the skin of a cat on the door.
0: Oh my god.
1: Wilson has reinforced his apartment so the invaders can no longer penetrate his defences.
0: And I've got baby and an M1 carbine. if they push their luck. M1 (laughs) caravan.
1: Oh, I wonder what she sounds like, really. (laughs) When Wilson was questioned about a mysterious fire that not long ago destroyed a notorious crack house, he only commented that if the raccoon lady and baby were responsible... It would not be very wise to discuss it.
0: <laughs> I wonder
1: who was responsible, the baby or her? Not baby, that's You don't think baby's clear. going, light the fires. <laughs> Houston police officer Dana Wagner conceded that the raccoon lady and her sidekick had called in the authorities to arrest drug dealers on numerous occasions but we don't recommend the public going to crack houses like we do. It's dangerous. (laughs) Never go in without a raccoon. Yeah. (laughs) Another Houston cop admitted that the two bizarre crime busters went into a lot of places where police couldn't go. What Erica and and Baby do is dangerous, but they get
0: arrests. (laughs) It's it's all about the numbers, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I get the wrists! <laughs> that's some crazy, crazy cross dressing. You're about the case, mechanical. <laughs> I wonder how this played out later and how it all fell apart. <laughs> Do you think it was real? Uh, Do you think it happened? uh that There actually was a cross-dressing 41-year-old dudes with a raccoon in Houston in the crack houses. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, that was my impression of somebody on crack with a baby (laughs) raccoon. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's what I expect, too. (laughs) Or his drug of choice was like whiskey or something like that I hate crack yeah I love whiskey <laughs> and baby loves too baby loves whiskey <laughs> yeah alright ladies and gentlemen well
1: there you go a little bit of bonus content
0: that uh, solidified our uh, our claims about the apes that they're uh, they have special powers mm mm-hmm. right Um, Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next time at Psychic Parrots. Same ape time, same ape hour. (laughs) The ape of the hour.